Welcome to the Off The Crutch Podcast, your home for disability-related topics from a disabled perspective. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Off The Crutch. I received some great feedback last week on my Botox episode, and I'm so glad it could be helpful to some of you who are considering Botox. Today, my guest is John Morris. John is the creator of wheelchairtravel.org. His website promotes accessibility travel while sharing his personal experience living with a disability. I'm so excited for you to listen to our conversation, so let's get right into it. So today on the podcast, I have John Morris. How's it going today, John? I'm well, Travis. How are you? I'm fantastic. So let's just get right into it. Tell me about your website that you've had for quite a while. Yeah, well, my my website is wheelchairtravel.org. It's a website that provides information and resources to disabled people who are looking to explore the world. Um, I am a wheelchair user, and so hence wheelchair travel. Um, And so, yeah, I created this website uh, starting in 2015. Uh, It's got information and resources for destinations uh, all around the world, a bunch of different countries, a bunch of different states here in the USA, and uh, lots of people use it to plan their vacations. That's really cool. Where did you get the idea to start this website? You know, I have been creating websites since I was a third grader. Um, Back in the day, my first website was a Harry Potter slash Pokemon website. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, I, I love to, to design and create, create websites and, you know, web resources for people. After my disability, when I began traveling, I found that there was a serious lack of information um, for planning my own trips. My, my first trip was out to Los Angeles and I couldn't find any resources. How to, how to find a taxi for me in my wheelchair? Um, was public transportation accessible? Which hotels should I stay in? I couldn't find any information about that. And so I thought, you know, Perhaps I can create a website to share uh, some of what I'm learning as I begin traveling with my new disability. And uh, at the time, I had no idea that there were a lot of disabled people out there who wanted to travel because, you know, when I'm out there um, in the airport and, you know, at the football game or in the museum, I wasn't seeing any other wheelchair users like myself. And so, I was really taken aback when I started getting emails from people and and that really is is what encouraged me to to stick with it and begin sharing more. So you weren't born with a disability, is that right? That's correct. I had a car accident um about 2 weeks after my 23rd birthday. And so the car accident was pretty significant. Um the car caught fire and uh I ended up uh, losing both of my legs below the knee. So I became a a amputee, bilateral below knee amputee. And then I also lost my right hand. And so I'm a triple amputee. 
uh, which is actually kind of rare. I don't know too many other triple amputees. Um, but yeah, this was a, a totally, totally new happened at 23 and well, changed my life forever, but uh, that's not necessarily a, a terrible thing. Yeah. We talked before we started recording how you've been getting a lot of interviews since your accident and how that's made your life into a more positive thing. Yeah. You know, I think that if you had told me um, on the day that I turned 23, that some years later I would be, um, you know, doing TV and radio interviews about accessible travel for disabled people. Um, I would never have believed that because I, well, I didn't know a wheelchair user and um, I didn't have a disability of my own. So uh, yeah, it's been, it's been sort of an, an interesting uh, transition into life with disability. It's one that I've fully embraced now. Um, I'm so, I'm so uh, confident in my disability that I have dreams often about events that happened in my past non-disabled life, but I actually dream about those moments and events as if I were in a wheelchair, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so yeah, total, total life change, something that, um, you know, it took a lot of getting used to. Uh, there were a lot of moments where I was frustrated and upset and questioning, you know, what the purpose of it all was and how I was going to get through this or if life was ever going to get better. But um, I made it through. And so I'm very uh, fortunate in that regard. Um, but yeah, totally, totally different life um, and, and one that I've grown to, to love. That's an incredible story. As you've gone to uh, travel many places, and when you first started traveling using a wheelchair, what was one of the most frustrating things for you as a wheelchair traveler? Wow, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think uh, there were a lot of things that were frustrating. I think perhaps the biggest challenge that I've had to deal with is just finding transportation. Um, you know, at home, I have an accessible van of my own with a ramp that folds out from the door and I can roll right in and, and that's all great. Um, but, you know, when you're traveling, you don't necessarily, you know, you're not taking your van with you. You've flown to a destination and now you've got to try to find a taxi or ride the city bus or the subway. And um, the accessible infrastructure isn't the same in every city. So there are a lot of cities that are, are much more accessible than others. And uh, there are a lot of cities that will disappoint you in terms of the, the accessibility that they have or, or the lack thereof. And um, yeah, so I think, I think that that probably is one of the most frustrating things for me um, still to this day. Uh, I can't, uh, I can't wave a wand and say, you know, um, you know, uh, if I, if I'm Harry Potter, I can't say, Asio wheelchair taxi and a wheelchair taxi isn't just going to show up uh, at my command. And um, 
so yeah, you know, I think, I think there, there are a lot of things that, that, you know, we can be frustrated about, but what I really try to focus on in my travels is, um, the good things, uh, seeing new places, meeting new people, having new experiences, and hopefully broadening my perspective on life and the world. Sure. So take me through your website. When somebody logs on to it, what are they going to see? Well, there are a, there's a lot of information on the website. And so it's sort of, um, it's used by different people differently. Uh, depending on their level of experience with accessible travel. Um, now, obviously, it's a blog. There are a lot of, you know, articles about current events and trips that I've taken, and and all that is is wonderful and useful. But if you are new to traveling with a disability, um, there are resources that sort of have a a long list of frequently asked questions about air travel and, and riding the train and, and, you know, getting on the city bus and booking an accessible hotel room. Um, there are guides, detailed guides to accessibility in destinations around the world. There are about 50 of those. And, and these guides contain information on the things that you can do in a city that that are accessible to disabled people, uh, where, where to stay, which hotels have the um, accessible features that you might need, um, how to ride public transport, and which taxis are accessible. Um, and so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of that uh, very detailed information. It's boring in a lot of senses, like if you're just going through and you know, looking at a list of taxi companies, that's not exciting. There's no, there's no flair in that, but it's the information that you need and it provides the answer quickly. Um, and then, you know, I talk a little bit about some of the fun times that I have. I go to concerts and sporting events and, and uh, um, you know, all sorts of uh, different experiences that I've had on the road. One of my favorites, I wrote a a wheelchair accessible tuk-tuk in Cambodia. Uh, wow. So I wrote about that and what that was like, and there's even a video. Um, so uh, anyway, there's something for, for everyone on the website, whether they're disabled or not. So many ideas for planning future trips uh, that I hope will encourage people to, to, you know, wheel out there or take that next step. So with your website, how many readers do you say you get a week or a month? And, and how does that look like? Do you base it off of weekly or monthly? What do you use to determine if the website is doing well or not? Well, I, you know, uh, different months, uh, it's not the same every month or every week or every day. Um, there are peaks and valleys in traffic. Um, for instance, uh, uh, this time normally is a very big time to be for people to be thinking about travel because they're getting into the winter and they want to figure out what they're going to do on in spring. Um, and then uh, later in the year, people begin thinking about summer travel as well. And so there are peaks and valleys. Um, last year was the, the best year on the website ever, and it had more than a million page views, and I was very excited about that. Um, the website up until 2020 has grown by 
uh, in terms of traffic every year, um, year over year. Um, and so, you know, at the beginning, I was happy. I, I was happy to get two or three visitors uh, in a day and checking out the website, but it really, uh, you know, uh, growing a hundred percent of a year uh, that that's, uh, you know, incredible growth and it inspires me to keep at it and, you know, to continue producing content for uh, a growing number of disabled people who are discovering travel. And, um, you know, unfortunately the pandemic has put a, uh, you know, a lid on that growth. Uh, in fact, we are dropping. Um, it's going to be a worse year this year than, than I had last year. Um, but I'm confident that a recovery is uh, just around the corner. Are you looking to pivot in any way to pick up more readers since the pandemic? Well, in, in March, uh, traffic uh, was down 90% from uh, the year before in the month of March. Um, so uh, that is the trend line is sort of followed in terms of the, the decrease in my traffic the web traffic on the website, it sort of followed the line of, of the airline industry and the airline industry in, in March was down, March and April was down 90% or nearly 90%. And, uh, and so, you know, as we progress in the pandemic, a few things have happened. Uh, one, um, people have grown more restless, and so they're starting to think about travel, even if they're not willing to to get out there and take the trip uh, right now. And then we've also had progress in terms of uh, moving towards uh, distribution of a vaccine. And so this month, uh, in December, we've had the vaccine given emergency uh, use authorization, and it's beginning to be distributed to people. And I think that that's going to increase confidence even further in, in disabled travelers. But I think the headwind, of course, is that disabled people tend to be at higher risk for adverse effects due to the coronavirus. And so uh, I think that the disability uh, travel market is going to be one of the last to recover. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm trying to uh, provide content that is evergreen, uh, that is going to be useful, whether it's read today or maybe six months or a year from now when people are finally, you know, they've been vaccinated, they're ready to get back out there. Um, and so I want the website to be there and ready for them uh, whenever they're ready to travel. Uh, as some airlines have been telling people and hotel companies, uh, it's a slogan I've heard quite a bit. Uh, we are ready when you are. And so the website's still going to be there. Uh, it's not going away. Uh, but, you know, I've obviously been traveling a lot less. I've only taken one trip uh, since the pandemic started when I grounded myself in March. And uh, I'm not looking to, to be traveling again, really, until I get that vaccine, I think. That's totally understandable. So I must ask you this question because I think it's important on both ends what would you say is one of the most accessible cities that you've traveled to and the least accessible cities? Well, I think one of the most accessible cities might surprise people 
and I'm going to say for that, Chicago. It's one of my favorite places to visit. Um, and although it's an old city, um, it there's been a lot of investment in accessibility. And so uh, we're seeing new elevators being installed in the L train stations all over the place. Uh, the city is, is very rollable, uh, so many things to do there. And there are a lot of wheelchair taxis as well, um, including uh, wheelchair accessible Uber. So I think, um, you know, uh, Chicago is, is one of the most accessible major cities out there, in my opinion. Um, and it's also one of my favorite places to visit. Uh, in terms of a place that is not so accessible that I don't enjoy visiting, I would say San Francisco is, is a city of comparable size that frustrates me. Um, and that's partly due to the geography of the city. Uh, it's very difficult uh, to, to navigate uh, the hills um, that, that are present there. Uh, there are some streets that are just so incredibly steep uh, that it's not safe to operate your wheelchair on them. And then even if you can, well, you'll need a power wheelchair to do it, uh, but that will sap all your battery. Um, and I think when you have these geographical barriers, um, that causes people to have to rely on other forms of transportation. And that the cost of that adds up. You know, if I'm having to order a taxi for something that in any other city I could wheel to on my own a short distance, maybe less than a mile, um, I think the cost of that adds up. And so it's not very friendly to disabled people. And that's not necessarily the fault. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's not the fault of the city. Um, it's, it's a geographic problem. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that, uh, that that coupled with um, just some aging infrastructure in San Francisco and in public transportation uh, would lead me to, to try to avoid going there. Uh, it's, not, it's not somewhere I would like to go on vacation. Sure. Yeah, I've visited San Francisco many times, and I've found it difficult in my wheelchair just because of the, the hills and just the sidewalks are just not the most accessible when it comes to manual wheelchair using. Totally agree. Totally. So how can people find you uh, on your website and why don't you plug your social media handles as well? The website is wheelchairtravel.org. Um, you can find me on Facebook at wheelchair travel, uh, Instagram at wheelchair travel and Twitter uh, is WC Travel ORG. Um, wheelchair Travel is one character too many in the uh, Twitter handle. So uh, that's where you, you can find me, and I'd love to interact with everyone, and uh, particularly those um, who uh, are new to traveling with a disability or who have a lot of experience doing it. I think everyone's story um, is worth sharing and, and we can all learn from each other. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today on the podcast, John. And I hope that you get a lot of new uh, visitors to your website because I've been to it numerous times and you have fantastic content out there 
for people with disabilities. And I also think that non-disabled people can take away a lot learning how it is for people with disabilities to travel too. Well, thank you uh, so much, Travis. It was a pleasure to be on with you today. Awesome. I hope you get back on the podcast soon. Thanks.